Welcome to episode 14 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and back with me after his extravaganza in the court system is... Eric Sanchez. Eric, I'm glad you're back. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it has been a while. feels good to be back. Yeah, you skipped WrestleMania at my house. You stayed home, watched it with your dad. You know, yeah, WrestleMania to... is, a, is... I think we, my, me and my dad have watched the last four together. So it's the only one he cares about. He's like, i got to see yeah. this crap. <laughs> right. Did he make it through the marathon? Did he watch the pre-show everything, the whole seven hours? No, I watched the pre-show, and then I started at six. Okay. He Did he make it? Even six? It was like six to 11. So did he even make the five-hour show? Or he yeah, no, he, they stayed. Or he stayed. What do you think? It. What did he think of it? I'm sure he enjoyed it. I don't think he understands, like, how... I don't know. I don't think he's like super passionate about the wrestlers, but he's up to date with the storylines. So I didn't really see. It. He doesn't really get super excited about stuff. Yeah. But he's like, oh, that was a good move, or ooh, like he kind of gets into it like an old person kind of. gets When into the Hardys it. came out, was he like, who are, who are those guys? No, he didn't say anything. I paused it and I said, if the New Day is going to announce who I think they're going to announce, it's going to be the coolest part of tonight. So I unpaused it, and then they announced the New Day. I, I mean, I mean the uh, Hardys. When they came out, I thought, all right, New Day is putting themselves in the match. Is that what yeah. you thought a little bit? Or you just um, was... I kind of thought that they were going to do it, but I thought more so that Hardys were going to come out. So what did you think of the show? We're not, this is going to be a full WrestleMania 33 show, yeah. by the way, guys. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. <laughs> uh, you can shoot us an email to PPWPodcast at gmail.com. And we're Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Or you can just listen as I send the link out on Twitter or just go to SoundCloud.com and listen at some point, I might set up a YouTube page because I know some people use that to listen to stuff because just it's easier or they don't have apps. So I might do that at some mm-hmm. point, too. But anyway, what would you think of the WrestleMania 33 show overall? I thought it was really good overall. Uh, the, I'm trying to think. the Dean Ambrose, I didn't think that match was that good. I don't know if that would have been the same match that would have been on the main card. Mm-hmm. But I was fine with it being on the pre-show. It was just like a SmackDown match. It was a TV yeah, match. I didn't really feel it. Uh, overall, I... I had a lot of fun watching the show. I thought they probably could have paced, spread out the matches differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have opened with AJ Shane and Owens Jericho, because I feel like those are two awesome matches they did back-to-back, and they could have spread it out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but overall, like, it was everyone's... A lot of people, I guess, were complaining it was a long show. I didn't ever really get sick of it. I think last year was tougher to get through than this year as far as time went. I thought this this kind of flew by for me almost. Except yeah, the, the pit bull it, 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 and it lunchbox, lunchbox Lewis or whatever his name is. Yeah, I thought that was funny because <laughs> <laughs> I looked him up before the show. I'm like, who the hell is this lunchbox Lewis? So he's got a couple, I think, catchy songs, but he didn't play any of his songs. He just played that one green light song with uh-huh. the pit bull. Yeah, there was another podcast listening to. It, they were joking. And they were like. 
fucking six people want to see Pitbull, so everybody's <laughs> got to sit through them. They care about the people that aren't watching. Yeah. No, I thought the song was cool, and uh-huh. they always do like a, a musical break in WrestleMania. At least the past couple of years they have. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they have. And it's your true. piss break. It's your go get whatever. Yeah. And if you're, in, it's like a halftime show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we could talk, I guess, maybe we'll do a show later on about The Undertaker. I don't want to do one right now because it seems like everyone's doing their Undertaker retrospectives. But yeah, it was just kind of tough to watch that match. It's just like, oh, he can't make it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, I thought it was a decent match. I mean, he kind of held up. Yeah. Till the end, and then there was that uh, that little botch where he was trying to reverse the tombstone. Uh-huh. Like, nope. <laughs> Taker's tried to jump up into it, and Roman can't lift him. <laughs> they he tried two like, or no three way. times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. We were talking like I didn't think there was a bad match on the show. I kind of want to rewatch it because, yeah. truth be told, I had a bunch of beers while I was watching the show. So you know, and I was with my with a bunch of people. So not really yeah. concentrating as much as I normally would. But overall, I think we all pretty much everybody liked it. I think except for the end. Well, my friends hate Roman Reigns. I don't really like him either. But uh-huh. I'm okay with him, and I'm curious to see where they go next with him. I'm curious to see what happens with this shakeup plan that they're going to do. Yeah, uh, should be interesting. Yeah, I mentioned on online, I don't know what medium I was on, if it was Twitter, Instagram, whatever it was, but like the ultimate thrill ride for me, it was the ultimate ultimate thrill ride of emotion because I cried when the Hardys came out. Not like bawling crying, yeah, I just got so choked happy. up because I'm like, this is so, just so awesome. And he kind of did the little broken thing with his arms spread and his like his yeah. cheesing and stuff like this. So I'm like, okay, he's still kind of broken. And then with the um, Undertaker at the end, you know, that was really sad. Yeah, but he put his gloves in the ring last year. But I guess since he put his hat in there, it's official. And his trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he went to go for his belt, because he was adjusting his belt after he took off his trench coat, I uh-huh. made a joke because I didn't want to cry in front of my dad. <laughs> like, was he going to take his pants off next? Because <laughs> he took his gloves off, then his jacket. <laughs> I hope they do a WWE 24 so we can see what happened when he went backstage. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Vince hugged him and cried and all that. Did you yeah. watch the other stuff? I mean, we could. there was NXT show, which I thought was a lot of fun. Loved the tag match. Loved the women's title match. There was the Hall of Fame. I watched most of the Hall of Fame. I liked it. You know. Yeah, I, I, I watched the Hall of Fame from beginning to end. I thought it was good. Um, DDP and Natalia and um, Beth Phoenix got me choked up. Like just yeah. hearing their story and how they got inspired, and mm-hmm. I don't know the friendship between Beth and Natalia being some blessing from Owen. You know that was kind of touching. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, I liked how when. Uh, Beth was like trying to talk to her daughter. Her daughter's like, "Oh God, this is the worst day of my life." <laughs> yeah, like I can't imagine being there as like a five year old. Like this is terrible. Did you like her introducing Edge with Tony Schiavone? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was cool. Yeah, and I don't think Edge knew about it either, which which no. was even cooler. I thought the Kurt Angle speech was hilarious. I'm really happy he's the GM of Raw because he. I love him playing like the lovable like goofball. Yeah, like when Enzo and Cass spell out soft, he's like, "That's not how you spell soft." <laughs> For me to watch the Hall of Fame, I would rather watch it with somebody else that knows about those wrestlers. Like, my dad doesn't really know him um, because I was out of the house and watched on my own, and he doesn't watch wrestling when I'm not there. I'm assuming maybe he does. <laughs> but, <laughs> he's like, thank God he's gone. I can watch what I want. Yeah. WWE 94. Although Spring there were Stampede. days he would come home from work when I was younger, and he would say, yeah, the guys at work, they had, you know, the show and The Rock was on. And mm-hmm. Maybe they were watching it during lunch. But So, I mean, he's kind of a fan, I think. But, yeah. For the people that were getting inducted, like, I know he doesn't know Beth Phoenix, Diamond Dallas Page, Rock and Roll Express, I hardly even know. So it's like, I'd rather just watch it on my own. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to be like, who's this? Who's that? What does that mean? Uh, 
we also had the Raw after WrestleMania, which is always a big show, and the SmackDown now after WrestleMania. Yeah. And that'll kind of segue in today's show. Today I thought it'd be fun to pick a particular big show that had a lot of impact on WWE and wrestling as a whole uh, for the pretty much the, the immediate future after it and the long-term future after that. Mm-hmm. And I picked the WrestleMania after, or I'm sorry, the Raw after WrestleMania 14, which was March 30th, 1998. Yeah. This was obviously after Austin won the title. This is right when the Attitude Era is really pushing it into high gear. They're not officially the Attitude Era yet. They're like right on the cusp. Yeah, and I think it's pretty much in the next couple of weeks it starts happening. Yeah. People say the Attitude Era starts in 97, I think, when the like the Titantron was born. And I think that kind of makes sense when there's Raw as War. But to me, the Attitude Era happens when the symbol is officially everywhere. Yeah. I have a lot of notes on this show, and we can literally just go segment by segment talking about it. And I'll have a couple audio clips for it as well. Uh, there's a couple, particularly there's a Triple H moment and an X-Pac moment. I'll talk about what I was thinking about at the time. I was in eighth grade at the time and not at the peak of my insanity for wrestling. The peak of my insanity for wrestling, ironically, was probably like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, which was like 94, five, and six, which a lot of people say is horrible for wrestling. Yeah, the, the, the cartoony. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I was in. Yeah. This was a time when a lot of my friends we're starting to admit, yeah, we watch wrestling too. And I kind of was like the in. So people would come to me for in 98 or when you're in, in sixth grade in 98. Okay. That's when everyone started turning around a little bit. And I, I think have, because it was more edgier and, and cooler to like wrestling and Austin was just so badass. Yeah. And WCW was on fire. And this is just like insanity going on right now. And yeah. I, I hope, I hope one day this happens again. Who knows if it ever will, but it was just, so much was going on on both shows, too. Yeah. Uh, so before we get started on it, I told you before we started the show, I wanted to look up and see, okay, what was Nitro doing at this time? Because this is a really big show for WWE and, and their history. So Nitro has to know, coming off of WrestleMania 14, all right, we got to have a big show. So I looked, and I ironically, I did. I would never have guessed this, Nitro beat Raw in the ratings this night. So Nitro was a 4.2 to Raw's 3.8. I would never have thought that because to me, Nitro was the furthest thing from my mind. I was like, I'm 100% WWF. Austin's the man. We've got so much going on. Michael's my favorite. He just lost. What's going to happen with DX? And I looked up the show on the network too, and the, the Nitro was in Chicago that night. And, I, and you think me being from here, like always wanting to go to events, would have known about it. I had no idea. I, I can't imagine... I even watched a second of Nitro that night, and I don't remember it at all. So I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure I watched. Maybe I watched the first hour because Nitro was three hours and Raw was two. Yeah. But I didn't watch. A, I can't. Ima- I can't remember it at all. Do, were you? Yeah. Were you Nitro at all during this time, or just strictly WWE? No, I was. I got away from WWE when I don't know. They started doing the right after Lex Luger and and cr- like Kona Crush and all that kind of stuff. It. And doink, it just kind of got too cheesy for me. So I got away from wrestling for a little bit. Then other people, I think I was at work, and people were talking about, oh, Nitro this and, you know, stuff like that. So then I started watching Nitro, and I I went to one or two Nitro shows. And Mm -hmm. if they're in Chicago, I might have been at this one. I just don't remember because it was so long ago. Well, maybe once I kind of tell you what they were doing that night, I'll drag your memory. Yeah, the only thing I remember from that Nitro show that I was at, uh, maybe just one I went to, um, was Dennis Rodman was there. Mm-hmm. So if that's what happened, then... no, it's not. Okay, but I know what you're talking about. I remember that one. 
And I think I watched because Rodman was going to be on Nitro. Okay. I think that might have been in 97. Okay. Possibly 90, but I think that might have been 97. Uh, all right. So I mentioned Raw lost the overall rating. But Raw did win the first head-to-head hour with Nitro. They won 4.0 to 3.9. And the Raw opened with Austin and McMahon segments. You, gotta, you can tell right there, right, Austin's a big deal. However, Raw did lose the final head-to-head hour, 3.6 to 4.1. And as we go through the show, we'll probably think about why. Uh, the Nitro main event that night was built around Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper in the main event. Mm. So that's still a draw in 98, which is crazy to me. Yeah. And they are, had already had a couple matches at this point in WCW. And also, it was Kevin Nash and a mystery partner versus Sting and Lex Luger. Um, his Nash's mystery partner ended up being Macho Man Randy Savage. And apparently it was pretty obvious watching the show, but I don't rem- again, I don't remember what I would have thought at the time who his uh-huh. partner would have been. And Piper well, was Savage NWO, probably, right? Yeah, and Piper was also the commissioner of WCW at the time. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and <laughs> Piper comes out in a Cubs hat, a kilt, and no shirt. And like a leather jacket. <laughs> he's goofy. And this is ninety eight, so the Cubs are in like a wild card. No, the season hadn't even started yet. Because uh, it was March, and this was when Harry Carey had just died a few months earlier mm-hmm. before the season, so maybe that's why he's wearing the Cubs hat, I don't know. Um, you think he would have been wearing a Bulls hat because the Bulls were yeah they were pretty hot there right that was their last championship year that too in ninety eight yeah. uh, in the beginning of the show Piper does what's like almost a shoot promo so he calls out the disciple and he's like the disciple was a guy who used to be Brutus the Barber Beefcake used to be the Zodiac the Booty Man but his real name's Ed Leslie and it's like <laughs> ooh Piper's shooting yeah. <laughs> right so they they are they're pushing hard to get people to pay attention to him and i think if i was watching at the time i would have been blown away by that like oh my god they're they're saying what they're not supposed to but i didn't so yeah i didn't watch at the time was goldberg in there probably not at that point uh, i don't believe he had started he might i didn't watch the whole nitro show I just kind of watched clips of it but i don't believe he was in there okay yet. he might have been if i'm wrong because i just remember nitro being really hot then wwe or wwf you know they started picking it up and Obviously took over for, I don't know how many weeks. When I rewatch Nitro, Nitro's is the shows as a whole, I find don't hold up. The individual matches and moments do, but to watch a full Nitro is tough. Well, that probably speaks to how people felt about WWF. Because I don't think those Nitro shows were that great, but they were better than what WWF was doing. In well, my opinion. Well, they were also, at the time, super innovative mm-hmm. as far as you never knew what was going to happen, whereas Raw was pretty formatted, yeah. match, match, promo, match. recorded. Yeah. Nitro was straight, who knows what's next. Yeah. And That's what made it interesting, I guess. Yeah. So we can start now with how Raw opens up. Raw opens up. You watched the whole Raw. Right? Yeah, I watched okay. the whole Raw. So it opens up with highlights of WrestleMania 14, and what I noticed of this because WrestleMania 14, if you watch recently, it's not that great of a show. Like no. it, It's pretty big, but it's not that great of a show. WWE does a really good job and always has of making it seem like you miss something big. Yeah, because they'll, they'll take out the you know five or six big moments. Right, and it's like and like there's like montage like you miss this. And at the time, it was you were order you could order the encore pay per view. Now yeah. that's not a thing because of the network, but it was like you missed it. You got to watch it, and. I think I watched it live at my friend's house. I'm pretty sure I did. He ordered it and had a couple of us over, so we got to watch it mm-hmm. at his house. So Raw opens up, like I said, with the highlights, and uh, JR starts hyping up a big announcement with a- Triple H and DX 
So uh, kind of teasing you there. Like well, what I thought was really cool back then, because I haven't watched those shows, just how insane the crowds were. It's like yep. every other person had huge poster board signs. You can't even like, see the crowd, yeah. Like blocking everyone's view. Even when they pan you know, from the hard cam, uh, there are signs blocking it. Like halfway yeah, yeah, yeah. up, like halfway up, then mm-hmm. you can see into the ring. And it's just so insane. Like, I don't know, to be a fan at that time was had to have been awesome. Yeah, I had never, I hadn't gone to a Raw at this time. I did go to a couple house shows, and mm-hmm. even then, people brought signs to house shows, which was crazy. It's not on TV, but yeah. those were always fun. And I think there's a website you can look up and tells like house show results. And I found the one I, couple I went to. The main event was like Austin and Cactus Jack versus whoever in a street fight, and just awesome stuff. Yeah. So it opens up. Vince comes strutting out with a new belt. Uh, that belt. This particular version of what's now known as the Attitude Era belt wasn't around very long. This had a blue strap, had the block WWF logo right, on yeah. it. Originally, my friends and I hated this belt because we loved the old one so much, the Winged Eagle. Anything new people hate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the new NXT belts. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. I those do are like great. Those. <laughs> yeah, those are badass. Especially the, the world title. It's better than just big X. Right. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, back to Raw. Back to 1998. <laughs> so Vince has got the belt. Like I said, I hated it. And then Austin comes out, and he's wearing the one shirt I, uh, that I hated he had, the Stone Cold University. Out of all of his merch, I hated the SCU mm-hmm. Class of 360. I hated it. I don't know why. I still do to this day. Uh, I do love the one that they just – I still have it. The one they re-released on WWE Shop, which was a half skull, half like yeah, yeah. face. I have that one. It's okay. in my drawer. All right. And they, it's also an extra large. Even now it's big. I'm like, what the fuck was I buying an extra large t-shirt in eighth grade for? Because <laughs> you had hopes of growing into it. And I never did. Where I buy shirts that are large, I have hopes of you know losing weight and getting into okay. those. <laughs> I, I never I never grew into it. Speaking of shirts, so I'm wearing my uh, Man Cave Championship Wrestling shirt. Your PBR from, logo. From the Man Cave Podcast. <laughs> Uh, check them out. They, Man Cave Podcast has, has a store in Pro Wrestling Tees now. They've got the one I'm wearing. I'll tweet a picture out of it. Out of it, And they've also got like a John Deere logo, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. They had a Man Cave Mania, which looked like a big success. And we sent a few of the listeners over to them, so go us. And we pretty much stole all their listeners, so right to pay them back. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're back. So the crowd, like you mentioned, the crowd's going nuts the whole segment. And one thing yeah. I noticed, too, in addition to the science, everybody, at least in the lower bowl, is standing. Oh like yeah, no one's sitting I down. I never thought that they would be sitting down. But I just I just assumed that they were standing because they were so crazy. But during promos now in the opening segment, like everybody's sitting down, like yeah. okay, talk. Someone interrupt, talk. Uh, but every once in a while, we'll because I think the ball. pattern was kind of started in that era where they would open know, with a segment. Yeah, like, open with yeah. The, and sometimes it would be the announcer talking or Vince McMahon talking. But to have wrestlers in there and. Especially with Austin, almost you just felt like he was kind of shooting because he was just going against what Vince wanted. I, I thought he was more real. I'm like, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, and then Vince and Austin go back and forth. Austin throws his old belt down, grabs the new belt, and there was no no ceremony, no announcement no. <laughs> of this. This is the new championship belt. I like to present it to you. No, he just took it off and threw his old belt down. <laughs> like, fuck you, I'm taking this one too. <laughs> yeah, and they're talking back and forth, and Vince being like, yeah, he got kind of slips by and says, "I love you." He's yeah. Like, what? What'd you say to me? Right. And like, yeah, you know, you're, 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 what did he say? Like, you're a swell guy. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, like, no, I, no, no, before I, that. <laughs> I said, I love you. He's like, I love you too. Which is kind of weird. What if there was like a shoot between them, like, thanks, for, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. And, and, uh. But now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. He starts telling all the classic Austin Pro. I'm going to raise hell. I'm going to whoop ass. And, yeah. It's like, you can't mold me. You can't change me. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh huh. 
and Austin stuns him, of course, and yeah. go to commercial break. But during that, I thought Vince just, he plays the perfect coward. Like, he's totally intimidated, but then he's got to, like, kind of, you know, hulk up a little and just say, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I'm the boss around here. Do it the hard, easy way or the hard way. Yeah. And Austin chose the hard way and stunned him. And as, and as many times as we've seen that happen now, like, this is still kind of new. Yeah. Like, this Austin whooping Vince's ass. Yeah, it wasn't the new. first time, but it was still kind of new that he was doing this to Vince. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I just loved how nuts the crowd went. And yeah. I'm sure, like, I was super pumped that it happened, too, because I bought that Vince actually didn't like Austin when I was a kid. Like, I so bought did I. That he yeah. Was like, yeah, he's like, he didn't want him. Like, he was just reluctantly because the crowd liked him. So I bought all that. Yeah. And then we come back from commercial break, and I love Vince's being tended to by Slaughter and Patterson and yeah, Briscoe. Right. And Patterson's holding like cold water, and Briscoe's like <laughs> rubbing his shoulder off. It's like, oh, my neck. My yeah. Neck. I just love those, like the Stooges segments. Yeah. And then we got uh, our first match of the night. It's Legion of Doom 2000 with yeah. Sonny versus Los Bariquas. Yeah, they come out as um, Legion of Doom with Sonny. That's how, what the, um, the name graphic says. Mm -hmm. And. Jose Estrada. I had to look it up because I thought he was Armando Estrada. <laughs> like, there's no relation there because <laughs> they said Jose Estrada. So they just pummel him in like 30 seconds. But yeah. the whole look that they came out with is, was new look, new attitude, and all that kind of stuff with the motorcycle helmets and the half spike shoulders. And <laughs> it just looks like graffiti silly. Uh huh. Looking back, it might have been cool in '98. I don't remember, but right now it kind of looks silly. I didn't like the new spikes and shoulder pads and stuff i did love sunny oh sunny was smoking hot like there was a big contention between my friends of you were a sunny guy or a sable guy like it was literally I was, like i was sunny all the way me too and what's funny is like you couldn't admit that the other one was attractive because you liked the one which is stupid like it's like, yeah they're not like you can't just pick one or the other but man like well, on a was, scale of 1 to 10, I would say Sunny was a 10 and Sable was like a 7. Because she just had like a weird this eye. Was, this was... <laughs> well, I should tell Brock Lesnar his wife has a weird eye. He doesn't know. Yeah, he's listening up in Canada. <laughs> so what are these assholes? Yeah. Positively pro wrestling. I'll check this out. <laughs> but man, like, I, I think this is the peak of how good Sunny looked. Yeah. Like, it's the time... Oh. I wish they're going to take a break, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Watch it again. I did love. So I I rewound the match again. I'm like, that was a, had to have been a really short match. <laughs> so, I, so I timed it. It was 31 seconds they, from bell to bell. They just obliterate. Yeah, and uh, then this is there. where Sonny introduces them as Legion of Doom 2000, yeah. right? She had to repeat it because the, the crowd was so loud. Mm -hmm. and that was the other thing. When the, when the show started, yeah. Mike's, his mic or Vince's, whatever. Vince's mic, the, yeah. His mic was working, but there's... I forget what There's they're called. Monitors the in the room. Monitors. Yeah. But the monitors weren't on. He's like, is this on? I can't hear myself. But everybody heard what he was saying. Yeah, because he's so, so loud. So Sonny had the same trip up where she didn't hear what she was saying. And then she repeated uh, Legion, or LOD 2000. I have a note here. You mentioned signs in the crowd. Yeah. One of the signs I noticed said, China has a schlong. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for signs, too, but I didn't really see any that <laughs> no. I thought were worth mentioning. <laughs> That's. I mean, there might have been more, but I'm like, I'm not going to top China has a schlong. Right. So then we got the uh, backstage Vince or Kevin Kelly's backstage in the locker room. With some like, hot news. <laughs> yeah. He, Vince wants Stone Cold Steve Austin arrested. Yeah. And this was not the first time Austin's been arrested on Raw. Yeah. And. Did you have to take a note on what he's like? And to quote Steve Austin, and this is a quote. Yeah, I have it. I did. Okay. Austin, yeah, he, he makes sure to say this is a quote. He goes. <laughs> Austin says Vince doesn't have the balls to have me arrested. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a random edge of Kurgan versus Chains. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. 
So you could see why like people would flip from Raw to Nitro. Yeah. You know, it's um, like they got NWO going on. You got Kurgan. I guess I thought Kurgan was stupid. I thought the Jackal was stupid. Me too. I don't know. Was his name still Jackal at that point? His Maybe. manager. Chains. I just thought whatever. And that's. I looked into Chains, and I I knew he was Undertaker's cousin. I'm like, what's his? You know, what's his story? And he was the Underfaker. Yeah, yeah he was the fake Undertaker. Yeah. But yeah, it was just. I don't know. It was just. I think they were trying to build Kurgan up as like another monster, but no one really bought him. Right. Maybe it was like he had like rubber tips on his fingers. Maybe that was it. I don't know. And then he beat him up or beat up Chains, and then Jackal is yelling at Jim Ross like, "This is all your fault. This is your fault." And Jim like, "What do you? What's my fault? What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it kind of just went away. Mm-hmm. And then we come back. We go backstage again. The cops have arrived. Oh yeah. And Vince is walking the cops to go get Austin. And I like how they kind of spread this out, like, and put it in between segments. And that's how they kept their viewers, I think, yeah. during that first head-to-head hour was people are like, all right, what's going to happen with Austin? We want to see. We want Austin. We want Austin. Yeah. Where's he doing? What's he doing? And then WWE has Jeff Jarrett versus Aguilar. Yeah, that was so – I was never a Jeff Jarrett Me fan. neither. I thought he was stupid. I thought he was just the, his country voice. And but, he's, he, but he's a heel, so you're not supposed to – so you, you probably loved it when people beat him, right? Because I did. Yeah, I didn't like when he won. No, so he's a heel. But, <laughs> and he comes out, all the lights are up. On a horse. Fuck, yeah, on a horse with his little, you know, Jericho-like jacket yep. and glasses. Just where Jericho stole his idea, the light-up jacket, the double J. <laughs> and his JJ hat. I'm like, this guy is just so stupid. Yeah, and they have a crappy match, and then Steve Blackman comes out post-match and, like, beats up Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. I like Steve Blackman. I, watching this again, I really like Steve Blackman, and I like Ken Shamrock. Like, I uh-huh. forgot how much I liked him. Yeah, because they were like, 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 oh, these are legit badasses. Yeah. Steve Blackman, maybe he was, I don't know, but like he did the cool kicks, and he <laughs> wrestled in karate pants. Right. Uh, all right, so next we got backstage, and this there's commercial breaks and all this. Obviously, there's not commercials in the network, but so we go backstage, and the police are escorting Austin out, and like... I love Austin's got his head's behind his back. And he shot, runs and runs into Vince. Yeah, with his shoulders. He's, and Vince is like, you deserve this. He's like, I'm, I'm, you, just, you just deserve this. <laughs> like, Austin just screaming at him and stuff. Yeah. This whole, like, it's just so awesome, this whole, like, segment thing. And you yeah. forgot how, I think I think it, it becomes a little bit of hyperbole sometimes when people say, oh, Austin McMahon's the greatest rivalry ever. Go back and watch some of these segments. Like, this is just one episode of raw and like yeah. i was loving every part every part of it, it and awesome. when he's got his you know he's handcuffed with his arms behind his back and he's walking he he shoves and runs into mcmahon and knocks mcmahon into the lockers he's like, oh, what are you doing <laughs> yeah. i have a note here that maybe it was a bad idea to show austin getting arrested why is that because raw lost the last hour people were like oh well i guess that's the end of austin for the night because later, I'll get to it in a second, they pretty much confirm Austin's not coming back. Yeah, so that's people, true. People are going to flip over to Nitro and see Hogan versus Piper again, which was still a draw. So maybe it was a mistake. Maybe they should have spread. Maybe they should, they should have dragged out Austin being arrested till the end. Yeah. Either way, it was just an awesome. Because you got to remember, this is only the first hour of the show, and all this shit's already happened. Yeah, there's some stuff I from, you know, looking back, I'd put from the second part into the first part and, and spread out that Austin thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because the parts that happen later on, they're just character builders to get to the the icon characters that we remember. Yeah. And then they have the, uh, what's next here? Uh, oh, yeah. So Vince comes out, cuts a really short promo, crowd super pissed. And uh, Vince is like, it'd be a good idea to have him cool off for 24 hours. Yeah. And like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. We want him. Why are you not giving him to us? <laughs> and then we got a, a promo with The Rock backstage with The Nation and Farouk. 
And The Rock kind of praises Farouk because the night yeah. before, The Rock faced a Kim Shamrock for the Intercontinental title. Shamrock won, refused to break the ankle lock, so he w- the re- decision was reversed, and Farouk would not let the nation come help The Rock. Uh, so The Rock was like, you know, Farouk, The Rock has to thank you because without you, you wouldn't be the champion. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, we get it. We get he wouldn't it be part of the nation of domination. He wouldn't this. So he's you know, showing his gratitude and thanking him. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm going to show you tonight how grateful I am. <laughs> And I'm glad that <clears throat> on the network version of this, there's still a commercial for Jack specific. Yeah, toys, I which wrote was that awesome. down too. With mankind. <laughs> yeah, I'm like they beat me up. I just like Austin kicking a mankind toy. And some of those toys I looked up. I want to get them. I got some. There's one. There's one right behind you. There's Vince. That one sucks. There's the Legion of Doom right over here. Those are good ones right there. Okay, yeah. Uh, but the Crushers weren't they? What do you mean? No, the those Jack's are, Crushers. No, those. No, the commercial. No, those are bone crunching action. Those are these ones that I have in my room here are the ones. Okay. So those are those are like the Jacks ones. The Jack specific. I think there's an Austin one or a Michaels one behind you too that's a Jacks. Anyway, Mr. Action Figure <laughs> Snob. We get the start of the war zone. So there was two separate there was Do you know why they, they split up two shows? I don't. Okay. Um, I don't I think it's possible that the first show was like I think the T V ratings like later in the night, they were able to change that to a TV like fourteen, and the first hour was TV PG. It's possible that's what what it was. I'd, okay. have, to, I'd have to confirm that. With Austin, the first hour, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't really do much, you know, to be t- beyond TV PG. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think at least I don't think so. But that that's probably what it was. Um, it's also possible. Uh, that's how networks were able to sell advertising differently by different hours. So if it was the same show, that that's yeah. my guess. But they did a, a completely separate intro too, which was weird. Yeah, I'm sure that would wreak havoc on DVRs today. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the 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 visual intro of the song. I didn't remember that much, but I remember Warzone being obviously the second part. Mm-hmm. And then next up, we got the Rock and Farouk versus Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. <laughs> what do you got to say about this one? I thought it was really, I don't know, I just kind of like Rock's arrogance. Um, you know, he gets in the ring and he's, well, everybody's, you know, getting ready to start the match. And he's like, no, no, Farouk, I got this. I'll start the match. And he's hobbling from the night before with his ankle. And so the match is about to go get started. And he turns around and slaps Farouk to get him into the ring. <laughs> so then he hops back out. And Farouk was like, what the hell? So Farouk gets in and does his match. Farouk's facials are great. Like, who the yeah. fuck are you? Like, I'll whoop your ass type yeah. of thing. And watching Farouk wrestle, I forgot how kind of quick and strong he was. Like, it's just, he impressed me. I thought he was good. Yeah. And then we, of course, we have the post-match where The Rock, or basically during the match, The Rock Basically leaves Farouk out. Like, like oh, to hell with you. Yeah, Shamrock <laughs> hits the belly to belly, beats Farouk. Then they go in the ring. There's like a melee. The nation separates them. And Farouk comes out. He's like, hey, Rock, I'm not finished whooping your ass yet. Get back out here, boy. And there's like the classic picture of the Rock walking to the ramp, raises the eyebrow, yeah. and then the nation beats up Farouk. Yeah. He kicks Be- him out of the nation. Before that, I think he said, he's like, you, you, you like to wear high fashion high fashion jewelry he's like oh, how about you wear an ass whooping <laughs> get back down here <laughs> yeah and i i think i've talked about this before i didn't like the rock because i thought he was too phony mm-hmm. but looking back now you could just see like how great he was going to be right he was just kind of starting to get into his own here and yeah starting to be funny and he's got the sideburns and like the the mannerisms and everything so it just kind of starts here for him yeah i liked him because at the time i didn't like farouk <laughs> Because to me, he was, I remember him as Ron Simmons from 
WCW. Yeah. And when he came in with the gladiator outfit, I thought it was stupid. And then he puts on this <laughs> Louis Farrakhan, <laughs> you know, outfit. I'm like, come on, this guy's a fucking joke. So next up, we got a pretty big moment in the show and in WWE history. Uh, I'm going to play a couple clips here for it. It's, it's Triple H's promo that they've been hyping all night, saying he's got an announcement for DX. Before I play the clip of Triple H talking, you got anything to say about, do you remember what you were thinking before this or what you were thinking? I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I knew, you know, obviously the night before Tyson kind of turned on DX. Sean lost the title. So I knew there were problems with DX. And when uh, the music hit and Triple H and China came out, I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's just these two. Yeah. So well, that, I mean, a, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Yeah. But I, would, I figured Shawn Michaels wasn't I didn't with know, it anymore. I didn't know what was going to happen either. I was pissed that Michaels wasn't there, and I was pissed that DX declared himself the new leader because at the time I didn't think Triple H was on that level. Uh, I didn't either. And it took him a while to get there, I think, but obviously now he is one of the biggest stars they've ever had. Uh, but the promo itself was great, and we could do a lot of – talking about it but i'm gonna play it really quick here so here's it's about a two minute clip um it's just triple h cutting the promo about what happened the night before and you gotta remember at the time too we there wasn't much at least to me of okay what's gonna happen next already out there like leaked so this was kind of live and as we're happening reacting to triple h a lot can happen in 24 hours let's start with mike tyson You know, I must have asked a thousand times, is he locked in? Is he with us? Is he a part of us? Are you sure? Is it sewn up? <laughs> what I heard was, don't worry, kid. I got it covered. Don't sweat it. You worry too much, it's sewn up. Let me make the decisions. Well, you dropped the ball. But don't worry, HBK, because Triple H picked it up. And now the ball is in my court. I'll take care of the worries. I'll take care of the problems. And I'll make the decisions. Whoa. This is the genesis of D-Generation X. Tonight, live, in front of the world, I form the DX Army, an army to take care of business that should have been taken care of right from the start. What's he saying, JR? And when you start an army, when you set out to do what no one else can do, the first thing you do is you look to your blood. You look to your buddies, you look to your friends, you look 
to the click. And so Triple H there cuts his promo and I cut it off right before he does the, the intro. He's like, when you look to the click, I didn't know what that meant at the time. And then he introduces X-Pac. I forgot where it was. A, I don't think it was a magazine. I, maybe I'm sure the internet was around then, right? In 98. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember seeing on some board somewhere that the click was those four guys and they broke kayfabe all that well, kind of stuff. Michaels called his Garden. Michaels called his fans the click when he was in when he was the champion in '96. Yeah, but I remember seeing that picture or some sort of video of those four in Madison Square Garden earlier, like a yeah, year I or didn't, two before. I had no idea. Uh, but when X Pac came out, he wasn't called X Pac. I think that was the question. I like, what are they going to call yeah, him? They just called him Kid. Yeah, like, oh look who's back! And I loved his promo because it was like a shoot. And when yeah. he said. If Eric, if, if Scott Hall and Kevin Nash would be right here with me, if they weren't being held hostage, I bought it. I was like, oh, yeah. man, they wish they could come back, but they right. can't because they're yeah. stupid contracts. Come to find out later, like, no, nah, we're making money, <laughs> working like 100 days a year. We're good. Like, Don't yeah. worry about it, kid. We're, we got it. And then he tell he, he insults Hulk Hogan. This is one of the insults Hulk Hogan, and I'll play the clip here in a second, but this is one of the first times where I can remember – them directly addressing some of those people on WCW, Eric Bischoff, Hogan specifically. Yeah. So that's why it felt like a really big deal to me. And it's ironic that we had two shoots on both shows that night with, Mm -hmm. I put air quotes up like anybody could see it. Uh, (laughs) I had uh, X-Pac on this show and and Piper on the other show. So here's X-Pac's promo, and he's got the famous line at the end of it here. First things first, I got a little something, something I got to get off my chest right now. Uh I heard Hulk Hogan come out on television saying I couldn't cut the mustard. Well, Hulk Hogan, you suck, pal. (laughs) So I don't think you have any room to talk about anybody cutting any kind of mustard. And Hulk, I got... I got some more advice for you. You better not stop short or Eric Bischoff will go so far up your ass, he'll know what you had for breakfast. Well, he's telling the truth so far. And now on to important matters at hand. I'm sitting at home with my mind on my money, on my money, on my mind. And I get a call from one of my best friends in my entire life, Triple H. And he says, DX needs your help. Well, damn it, Triple H. Anytime you ever need anything from me, pal, you got it. And I got something else to say. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall would be standing right here with us if they weren't being held hostage by World Championship Wrestling. And that's a fact, Eric Bischoff. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, things are getting out of hand here. I, you agree with that too, JR? Where's your DX t-shirt? So the way I see it right now, this is a new beginning for 
D-Generation X, and we're here to rip ass on the World Wrestling Federation. And it starts tonight! Well, this kid is Paula P&B King. Oh, yeah! By the way, I got two words for you. Suck it! Yeah! So his famous line at the end is, we're here to rip ass on the world. Rip some ass. On the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't think I rewound it back then, but I did rewind it here. I'm like, rip ass. And it starts tonight. <laughs> yeah. And I love when he's insulting, like, Hogan and Bischoff, and, like, he's like, Jared and the King's like, well, he's telling the truth so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Hogan will know what you had for breakfast, or he'll know what you had for breakfast, Hogan or Bischoff, or whatever yeah. it was. And, and I think... uh a week or two before on Nitro, they kind of addressed where Six Pac was, and Hogan was like, he couldn't cut the mustard. Uh-huh. Like, you don't know. You suck, pal. You can't be talking about me cutting any type of mustard. <laughs> any type of mustard. Not yeah, specific, you but, suck, pal. <laughs> like, that's such a cool, like, like I can't, like. I remember being super pumped when I watched it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. He's, you know, calling Hogan the shits. <laughs> and even then. You know as well as I do. I wasn't a big Hogan fan, so I'm like, yeah, this guy, Hogan is an asshole. <laughs> I can't put into words how big of a deal this was at the time for us watching it. Yeah. Even rewatching, I kind of felt that magic again. Mm-hmm. Put but you in it the was place. not the first time. <laughs> yeah, it puts you in that place. And, and I, we'll get in the next segment in a second, but there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, thank God my parents worked nights because I don't know how they would. <laughs> if they knew what I was watching, it wouldn't happen because how it worked in my house was. On Mondays, my dad, my dad worked at a, my dad was a finance manager for a car dealership. So on Mondays, he had to work till nine o'clock, and you know sometimes he'd get home at ten o'clock because there'd be a last minute deal and his half hour drive home and all that stuff. Uh, so my mom and sister and whoever else would be upstairs. I'd be in the basement watching TV, and I always be like, "Oh man, please, Dad, don't come home until this is over because <laughs> don't walk down here <laughs> because he's working. Like he wants to." Have, he comes downstairs. He would always come downstairs after he worked and and watch the end of Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, "Oh no, please, please, please!" But so, but but at some point we got lucky. My mom put a TV in the kitchen, so he'd eat dinner in the kitchen and watch it there. But he would watch sometimes with you, like the main events. Yeah. Because luckily at that time, Raw and even now it still ends with a match, not necessarily a segment. Right. Um, but anyway, like such a such a big deal for me to get to watch this stuff. Any, you got anything else about this segment and? What you thought? No, I just I thought it was awesome, and I wasn't. Well, he said DX Army, and I was thinking, okay, well, you've got one. I thought he was going to announce somebody else, but then they went, they just broke away, and then there was some sort of announcement that he would, you know, announce more members later on. So I'm like, okay, cool. There's more than just him. And see, did you think it'd be the Outlaws? I had no idea who it was going to be. I I didn't think it'd be the Outlaws because if you remember a few weeks prior, they kind of teased, maybe even a month prior, they kind of teased. The Outlaws joining DX, but they never did. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they probably just changed their mind. Like, they're going to do their own thing. They're going to win the tag titles and do their own thing. Yeah. So the next segment's a vignette for Val Venus. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could find this vignette, watch his vignettes for his debut. It's basically Val Venus in a bed. Just presumably. chill and laying back in satin sheets. Watching himself in a porno. Yeah, just moaning the whole time. Like, He's oh. like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> what, was it, what was his porno called? It wasn't Die Hard. Is it, it was Die Harder or something? Uh, it, it was a diehard parody because he's like Bruce Willis thinks he's a good actor. Yeah, it was, it was hard something, hard time. No, it wasn't hard time. Whatever, hard time. <laughs> Big Bosman, hard right. times. 
But yeah, <laughs> I love how live it's hard. No, Val Venus <laughs> spelled V E I N S, not like the planet Venus, not like the penis. <laughs> and it says coming soon, Val Venus. Like what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Big star though. Big star. Oh, a huge star. Hello, ladies. And he rip off his towel. The guy had some charisma. <laughs> he she sure did. He yeah. sure did. Uh, next match we've got is Takamichinoku versus Mark Merrill with Sable. Yeah. And I forgot how over, like we talked earlier, like Sonny versus Sable guy. Can't deny how people went apeshit for Sable. Yeah. Like they went And nuts. I think a lot of it was because Marrow treated her like shit. And everybody loved Sable. And then she was like the goody, I guess goody two-shoe that wanted to do the right thing, didn't want Marrow to cheat, wanted him to win the right way and just be, you know, totally just positive about everything. And, uh -huh. he, and he was dirty. <laughs> they had a mixed tag match the night before. It was Sable and Marrow versus Goldust and Luna. Yeah. And I think Sable hit the TKO, which is also the F5, mm -hmm. on Luna, and she won the match that night. So it was a huge, I think that would have been one of her first matches. Uh, but then Luna comes out before the match. Oh, that voice. I didn't think she she didn't Luna didn't fit in in the Attitude Era with that character. I don't. I, think. I don't remember disliking her, but listening to her now, I'm like, oh my god, that's she's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> Sable. I'm like, that's oh, a, that's shit. a damn good impression of Thanks. Luna. I'll just talk like her the whole time. <laughs> she she challenged her to an evening gown match, yeah. and she's like. Which means... Which he has to explain some of these matches because they were the first time. Yeah, and she's like, which means the loser is the one who has their clothes. Ah! And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> which means essentially they're cheering for Luna to win because they want to see Sable naked. Yeah. And she's like, that's assuming you wear broad panties. <laughs> like, and then she calls her a slut. Yeah. She's like, I'll see you, slut. So, like, walks so at the venture of brawn panties, I, and JR's like, brawn panties? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so innocent. Like, he's never heard this stuff before. And the gang's the, the pervert and all yeah. that. Um, Meryl ends up winning. Um, Low blows. It? Yeah. Mishinoku, right? Yeah, Taka hits him with the TKO slash F5. It's the same move if you're curious. The yeah. F5 is the same as the TKO. So post-match, um, three guys from the crowd come and beat the hell out of Taka. Ends up being Kai and Tai. Yeah. So what I, I thought was funny, because old people, older people, well, I guess old people, you know, when they're talking about Asian people, Mm -hmm. They say Oriental people. And yeah. Jim Ross calls all these Oriental people. <laughs> <laughs> nope, sorry, Jim. Totally not appropriate. But when I was younger, I learned that Oriental is like things like Oriental rugs or Oriental you know, furniture or something. Yeah, and I think this was just something to give Michinoku something to do because that division kind of went away, the yeah. light heavyweight division. So it's just like, all right, we need something to do. I don't think there was much any wrestlers that kind of kept it going. Interesting wrestlers, I don't think, because they had that Aguilar or whatever his name was. I mm -hmm. think he was in it. In the light heavyweight division. Yeah, nothing really happened. I mean, this Kai and Tai led to the very famous choppy choppy your PP scene right. with the aforementioned Val Venus. So, yeah. Or pre mentioned, aforementioned, whatever. <laughs> Next up, we've got another goofy match the Headbangers versus the new Midnight Express, which is yeah. Bob Holly and Bart Gunn. Bodacious Barton. Some, uh, I don't know. I didn't even watch it. Yeah. I was so confused. This was like an NWA invasion. I'm I was guessing. so yeah. I was so confused then. I'm still confused now. What they were trying to, what the point of this was. I don't know. I remember NWA and Smoky Mountain. I'm not saying this is the same time, but they kind of had ins and outs with WWF when they were struggling. So I guess they were trying to do an NWA invasion because Headbangers. I never even knew they were the NWA champs, but they were. 
right? I don't know. I thought they I, came in as WWF. Who? Uh, headbangers. They were. I, but it, they were NWA champs in this match. Maybe they won it at some other point, yeah. like on a house show. Who knows? But Dad Severn gets introduced as the next legit badass, and I, we're talking about shooting interviews, and Jim, Jim Cornette introduces, um, what's his name, Dan Severn. He goes, you know, everybody's talking about shoot interviews. Everyone wants to shoot. I'm bringing a real shooter. And he brings out Dan Severn, who comes <laughs> yeah. and whoops some ass. Dan Severn's a guy that I don't think ever made a big in WWE because he was too boring. Yeah. He was a legitimate, like, fighter. Um, but he didn't have personality kind of like Ken Shamrock. Did. Yeah. So that's why he didn't I give a really. Made and then it. Cornette says uh, to Jr. He's like, "Yeah, well, he's beating your Shamrock." And Jr. like, "Well, I beg to differ because <laughs> Shamrock's beating him too, so they're <laughs> even, pal." <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Jr. gets mad and starts arguing, I think it's funny. <laughs> Next up is one of my like, "What the hell?" This is amazing segments. His Stone Cold Steve Austin calls from prison. Yeah. And did he call Jr.? Did he call the show? He Who did he sh- call? <laughs> I don't know, he's on the speaker, but he's on the arena. He's like, you get one phone call in prison. I bet you thought I'd call my lawyer. I'm calling to tell Vince McMahon I'm whooping his ass next week. <laughs> JR was so confused at the beginning. He's like, well, is it Stone Cold? <laughs> then they put him on the PAs. Yeah. But I'm not trying to dissect it, but <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. He's just like, that's the point I got to earlier. He's like, okay, a lot of people probably tuned out. Like, Austin's not coming back tonight. Yeah. Let's see the Nitro main event. Because the main event of Raw, which was advertised all night, was the New Age Outlaws versus Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, a.k.a. Terry Funk, in a cage match for the title. So the night before, they were Cactus Jack. Or, no, yeah, Cactus Jack and... Chainsaw. Chainsaw. The mm-hmm. next night they come out, it's not Chainsaw anymore, it's Terry Funk. Was it? Yeah, because he didn't have the little uh, pantyhose on his head, <laughs> and they called him Terry Funk. <laughs> I think they were... Well, I've, I've read that it was Cact- or Terry Funk's idea to call himself Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> But that uh, changes the next night. Well, he got introduced as Chainsaw Charlie way before then. No, right? I know he was Chainsaw Charlie before. I'm just saying, like, at WrestleMania, he was Chainsaw Charlie in the dumpster match. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out the next night as Terry Funk. <laughs> and I love the reasoning why this match was made, because the, with the dumpster match, the basic point of the dumpster match was, first person, think of a casket match, first person to put your opponent in the dumpster and close it wins. And it started because several weeks back on Raw, they did an angle, which they tried to make it real, which I almost kind of bought, where they put uh, Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack in a dumpster and pushed them off the raw stage. Yeah, I remember The that. Outlaws did that. Mm-hmm. So that's how this started. So Cactus and Chainsaw won the belts at WrestleMania, but they used a different, on a different dumpster than what was, I guess, assigned. So... Jim Ross is like, this is bogus. He's like, hey, put him in a dumpster. Put him in a dumpster. And then Jerry Lawler goes, let me ask you something, JR. If Pete Rose hit a ball left field and ran to third base, wouldn't he be out? He's like, well, yeah. He's like, well, there you go. you got to run to the right base. you got to run to the right dumpster. So it's like they're bickering back and forth of who's the right who's the right person who's wrong. Uh-huh. And so the match happened. The match doesn't happen yet. So before while they're setting up the cage, Kane comes out yeah. and basically challenges Undertaker to an Inferno match. And they had to explain what that was. And I still didn't get it. I didn't get it up until the match that match happened. Yeah, the yeah. Taker versus K match. And even then, wasn't there was some cool like visuals of that match, like Undertaker jumping over the flames and all that. Yeah, um, they have a match at Unforgiven, Undertaker versus Kane Inferno. Kane loses. He gets his arm set on fire or something like that. Yeah. And after he did that promo, and I realized he, they had to explain what an Inferno match was. They had to explain what an evening evening gown match was. I mean, it's really starting to just 
go into high gear with Attitude Era because they're explaining new innovative matches. Um, there's a new DX. Stone Cold's the champ. There's a new belt. The Rock is in, is leading the NOD. So it's like everything's kind of new and cool. There's just so much happening on this show, and there's so much going into the future, which is why I yeah. want to pick this particular show because of how much is going on. And I encourage you guys to watch it. it is If you go to the network, go to Raw Replay, select year 1998. It's the March 30th, 1998 episode of Raw. And it's just a two-hour show, so it's less than two hours if you want to watch it. It's Even the matches we kind of like crapped on a little bit, like joked, like Kurgan versus Chains, they're like short matches, so it's okay to yeah. skip over those and not miss much. But just the Austin stuff, all the stuff is awesome. Right. And when we were talking about doing the show... I'm like, I, you know, I got to watch more wrestling because <laughs> I watched three or four hours of the Hall of Fame. Then I watched the NXT show. Then I watched WrestleMania and the pre-show on WrestleMania. Then I watched Monday Night Raw, then SmackDown, uh -huh. and then NXT. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to watch more wrestling. <laughs> I, I have a life. <laughs> but it was fun. I'm glad you watched it still. I just watched it today or yesterday. After yeah. today. No, it was a cool show. I watched about a half hour. Um, I think we talked about it Tuesday. So I watched maybe half hour Tuesday night, and then I watched. I just rewound it, started over, and watched it all yesterday. Mm -hmm. It was a fun show. Yeah, and we're at the main event now, which is like we mentioned for the tag titles in the old school blue steel cage. Yeah, uh, which is another thing. Like they didn't do the new the new steel yet. So no, I they're think, still kind of transitioning. Yeah, I don't remember. What, I think the last time they used the old school cage was Austin versus McMahon at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And I think they painted it black. I don't remember the last time they okay. used I don't remember when they officially switched over to the mesh cage. But this match, nothing really happens. Of like It's Cactus and Chainsaw versus or Cactus and Terry Funk versus the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and Road Dogg. Uh, Billy Gunn's got a South Park t-shirt on. There's South Park signs yeah. in the crowd. Yeah, he's got a job squat shirt, yeah. Road Dogg. <laughs> yeah, this is just part of the time. and. Uh, and that ends up happening is they're having this big brawl. Somehow Terry Funk gets like strung up on the cage, yeah. like hung by his neck almost. Well, I think the announcers got confused. They didn't know if they were tagging or what was going on. And it was like, oh, this is like a tornado tag team match, which is just, you know, four guys fighting. <laughs> yeah. And then well, Terry gets strung up. And then DX comes running out. And what, this is when Cactus is about to uh, escape the cage. Yeah. X-Pac hits him in the head three times in a row with yeah. a chair. You wonder, you wonder why Foley screws up his lines on Raw and he was the commissioner. It's like shit like this, man. Yeah. I think the first chair Cactus could have fell back, but he's like, no, you missed me. Keep it going. <laughs> and then there's a big brawl, basically, with the new DX, which is Triple H, Outlaws, X-Pac in China, and they beat the hell out of them, and the crowd's just chanting, Austin, Austin. They want Austin to come out. It wouldn't make sense for him to come out and whoop Triple H's ass. Right. Because he's been feuding with him for a while. But... Nothing, and just the show kind of goes off the air with that being the last image of yeah. the, the new DX members in the four corners of the cage. And I thought it was kind of cool to see, like, I guess the pubescent period of uh, Triple H and Mankind, or yeah. Cactus Jack. I'm like, okay, those guys are going to have a cool rivalry down the road. Well, they just kinda, they'd started before, the year before, with, well, they started the rivalry in, what, 97? Because there was the King of the Ring had started, and they had a big mm -hmm. rivalry. Um Mankind finally beat Triple H at SummerSlam '97. But they weren't world champs yet. No, no, they were like they were like a major mid card feud, uh -huh. and then he had feuded with Cactus Jack and all that. So it was they had had a feud, and maybe at some point I'll go back and we'll do a show on the history of Triple H and Mick Foley, like how much they've done together. Yeah, and like you said, this is another moment in their history. Although the next week on the show, Mick Foley cuts a promo, basically saying like. 
me and Terry Funk did all this for you. We almost died in the ring. And what do I hear you guys chanting someone else's name? Mm-hmm. Austin, Austin, Austin. He's like, this will be a, it'll be a long time before you ever see Cactus Jack in the ring again. Yeah. Which I thought, like, oh, I guess Mick Foley's going away for a while, but then he came back later. His dude love and <laughs> challenged Stone Cold and becomes a great, great character. And, like, knowing what I do, because I know just all the stuff in my head about what happens to all these guys, like, this is the start of everybody doing so much stuff. Yeah. You know, Austin's got his feud with McMahon really taken off here. Which then morphs into his feud with The Undertaker, which then morphs into his feud that he had with Foley and The Rock and the corporate champion and all with the Rock corporate champion. And, and Kurgan goes into the oddities. Right. <laughs> Pretty good move for him. Yeah. Did you know that Golga and the oddities, the guy with the mask, was Earthquake? Yeah, I did. I didn't know that until like a year ago. I was like, what? There's yeah. no fucking way that's Earthquake. Yeah. Poor Earthquake. Went from being the, <laughs> the shark to crushing. To the avalanche. <laughs> To, I'm not a shark, I'm a man. John yeah, Tenta, right. back to Golga. Why don't they put a mask on him? Because they got to hide it because they've already been five natural disasters <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a shark. Poor guy, poor guy. And then, yeah, the Outlaws become huge members. And Val Venus. Tag team. Val Venus, porn star, gets his penis chopped off. Uh, and, they, and Chains, I mean, with DOA, there was a time where it was like a lot of four, four-man groups. Yeah, stables. Yeah. And I forgot when I was watching this that this DX started out as big heels because it wasn't long before they turned face, right? It wasn't much longer after this where everybody liked them because here they're clearly heels. Yeah. I, I think, don't remember when they exactly. I, mean, I sure, think a lot of people liked them. I'm sure there's a few with the nation that did it. Yeah. And again, that's, yeah, thing, that's like, true. Another thing that, that kind of funny. launches these two Triple H and Rock, these two guys that have been parallels for a long time until The Rock just kind of surpassed him. Mm-hmm. But just another thing that you can keep going with. And I think Jeff Jarrett eventually goes back to WCW yeah. <laughs> after losing his intercontinental belt <laughs> to China. Uh, China becomes an intercontinental champion. In the next, I think that this coming, is it this August or the next August? It's not August 98. You know, it's August 99. So the next year Chris Jericho debuts on Raw to a huge moment. Um, just so much stuff is ready to go. We got Vince McMahon character, the Stooges. Yeah. The puppies, all that stuff. <laughs> it all starts right here. Like, it, it was building, building. It's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Kevin Nash has said this a bunch in, like, shoot interviews and stuff where he's talked about, and even on the the network's Monday Night War or Monday Night War sp- series, he was like, I'll never forget. He was like, we were at Nitro. He's like, I was getting coffee, and I walked up to Kevin Sullivan. I'm like, Did you see the show last night? Talking about WrestleMania 14. He's like, oh, yeah. And then Sullivan's like, the Titanic's about to sink. Yeah. Like they knew. It was like, all right, they've turned the <clears> corner. <throat> and I think Nash mentions like every single match had a Hollywood level uh, video package prior to it, which they still do today. He's like, because Vince knew a bunch of people would be watching that didn't normally watch because of Tyson and and all this stuff. So it was just a launching point for the Attitude Era and for WWE and for everybody on that on that roster. Yeah, I'm really glad I watched the show. I mean, there were points that I even rewound to watch again. I'm like, oh, that was so funny, or that was so cool, or what did he say? I rewatched <laughs> the uh, the Austin phone call again. Jerry's <laughs> like, what? What? Who is this? What is this? Austin? Yeah. <laughs> People think he's one cold call for a lawyer. Right. <laughs> he called Justin Talbot's man. He's going to whoop his ass next week. <laughs> right. And then next week it was funny. I think it opened up with Austin in a suit. And Austin rips it off, and then he whacks Vince in the nuts. So just, uh, I think the Attitude Era podcast recovers a bunch of these raws and stuff like this. You can check those guys out. But 
Man, good yeah. stuff. Good it was stuff. good. Good good wrestling week. Slash that was a nice weekend. little cherry on top of the you know current stuff going on. Yeah, and I, and I think there's a lot of positive stuff going on in current product right now. You know, it's kind of tough to judge what they're going to do based off of the Raw and SmackDown after Mania because the crowds yeah. are so goofy and they kind of know that now. But did you watch NXT last night? No. Okay. I'm going to have to start. Do doing... you watch NXT that much though? I watch all the takeovers. And then what I try to do is I will catch up on NXT like before the takeovers to see what's going on. Yeah. But it's just, I don't have time. You know, I get it's like about, what is it? Like an hour show? It's only an hour. Yeah. Uh, but last week there was a character, uh, the drifter, Elias Sampson. Yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, I know lost, who he is. Yeah. He lost a, you know, loser leaves NXT match. So then there was a lot of rumors. Oh, he's going to show up on Raw. He's going to show up on SmackDown. Last night he shows up with a Mexican mask on named <laughs> El Vagabundo. <laughs> and he gets, you know, the, the mask again. And I don't know if you remember the woman that ran up on Gronk when he was trying to get into the ring. Yeah. So that same woman is a security guard with NXT. So but she, she didn't know, like, Gronk was I think coming, she right? did. I don't know if she did. Because she ran up and grabbed Elias Sampson after mm-hmm. he was demasked and, like, put his arm, like, really grabbed his hair, like, forcefully. And, like, uh-huh. put, you know, bringing him to the back because he's not supposed to be in NXT anymore. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot going on. Um, I don't really want to speculate on what the hell they're going to do on with this shakeup. I can see them putting AJ to Raw, especially if because they kind of turn AJ face a little bit, like a cool face by him having yeah. shaken Shane's hand. I mean, I, I think it would be an awesome storyline if they had AJ chasing Roman all the way to WrestleMania. Because, you know, I, I assume Roman's going to take the title off of Brock at SummerSlam. Okay. Um, and I think it'd be awesome if they had kind of AJ chasing him all the way to SummerSlam because I think they'll, they, they've had awesome matches before. Yeah. I think they could do awesome promos. I think that's a really good money program they can do. And I think it's natural with Kurt Angle to have a match with Triple H next year at SummerSlam, like the two authority figures going at it. Assuming Kurt Angle can have a match. I'm assuming he could. He's just wrestling recently. Yeah, I think that would be a good match. So lots of stuff. Good for to, nostalgia. Yeah, lots of stuff to, to go with. Um, I, maybe they'll switch the titles. The, I mean, the mid-card titles, Intercontinental with the U.S. and Owens on SmackDown. SmackDown and maybe. Maybe Sammy on SmackDown, Sammy Zayn on SmackDown. Maybe. I'm, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what they're going to do. We'll know next week. Yeah. On, on Monday, <laughs> is it Monday or Tuesday they're going to do it? Monday, right? Monday. On Raw. Okay. Yeah, yeah lots of Because it, it's interesting they didn't call it a draft. It's called a shake-up. So I wonder if that means trades. Maybe just mean, like, you know, four or five and not a big deal. Yeah. Because yeah. a full draft would be like a full, like, all over draft, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would be. And, well, that would just mean everyone would be available to be picked. And I don't know what they're going to do this time. Um, I didn't really watch a lot when they initially did the, the brand splits. Did they have a new draft every year or no? I didn't watch either. Okay. I, it was just whenever Vince came out and said, it's time to shake things up a bit. Like, okay. that's, that was the deal. <laughs> I remember The only time I really remember watching back then was when he did some million-dollar program, like he was giving him like a million bucks away or something like that. I would call numbers. You try to get the million? <laughs> try to get the million. Didn't get it, though? No. Obviously not. You're still here. Yeah. <laughs> still here with me in my room, talking wrestling, talking fake sports. I would still be here. I'd have a, a better... Uh, You'd have the non-$5 Dolph Ziggler t-shirt? Right. I'd have the $24 Dolph Ziggler t-shirt. The new one that's out? I, I won't even shop for, you know, with sales or discounts. Just full full yeah, price? Full, full price. Five separate orders, pay for shipping separately on each one. <laughs> well, this is a fun episode. I'm glad we did it. And um, You know what the best part about this was? What? I didn't even bring notes. It's Ooh, all in my head. You did. I had a lot of notes. You had no notes. 
normally when you're looking at notes, you're like, um, let me think. And you're kind of scrolling down your phone locks and you're closing text messages. Unprofessional. <laughs> Absolutely. So I told everybody you got sued last week. Why? I don't know, because you did. <laughs> I didn't tell them what for. Oh, okay. You didn't, we didn't even listen last week? No, I, I'm, t- dude, I had so much. When you were driving to the courthouse, you could listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we recorded that day. When, why don't you go to the gym today? Listen. Tomorrow. Well, I got to download it and then put it on my phone and save it. <laughs> you don't have a podcast app? I do, but I like to listen to you know hard rock and metal when I'm working out. Yeah. I get sleepy. <laughs> and I get unmotivated, and I'm like five minutes into my trip. I'm like, ah, time to go to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go eat. Well, aren't you at, uh, like, what is it? what's the name? Planet Fitness, Planet they, Fitness, they put out, like, pizza and donuts and shit for people? Yeah, no, they do, and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's like the first Monday, which I don't, I, I've seen it once, where it's like the first Monday of the of the month. You know, there's, like, <laughs> pizza on your way in and out. Like, oh, grab a pizza. We're like, um, no. Who would want a piece of pizza before they start working? I don't out? understand that whole marketing thing. And then there's cookies on, like, the does, third does Tuesday. Does Planet Fitness still have, like, the no yell bell or something? Yeah, it goes off. Like, really? Probably once every, once a week I hear it. Like, somebody drops a weight. And it's not even that loud, and it goes off. Do you like, have to... <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> so there but I like it. There won't be any, like, professional wrestlers there probably lifting weights. <laughs> um, Probably not. All right. No. Uh, next week, I, want, I thought of an idea for a show. And I asked a couple of the guys that were part of a WrestleMania Memories project to talk because it inspired me because KB from KB Wrestling Reviews did a blog post recently where he met like 100 wrestlers at WrestleCon, literally. I'm like, you got to have some fun stories about like meeting these people. So mm-hmm. I want to do a show called like Fun Wrestling Stories. It could be anything. Um, I'll have him come on, whoever else wants to join us. And we could talk about just fun, goofy stories from our past. Like, you know, I've talked about a lot of stuff. I'll try to talk about stuff I haven't talked about before. Um, like making my mom like go to a specific grocery store because do you remember back in the day when certain grocery stores had video rental places in the store? Mm, no. It was it was more of a city thing, um, like no. in the Chicago. But there's a couple that have. So I made my mom go to like there so we could see which WWF tapes they had. Yeah, and just stuff like that. Oh, and, I was going to tell you on Monday, Monday Night Raw, I saw a guy with a Laps fan wrestling yeah. shirt. Yep, in the crowd. Oh yeah, I'm like oh, that's what uh, Steve. You should listen. You should listen to, if you have. I have a uh, road trip. I've listened to a few of them. I don't listen to every single one. Well, they're out. they're intense. They're like eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh they. I have a road trip coming up. I got to go to Ohio this weekend, so I I kind of look forward to road trips now because I catch up on all my podcasts. Yeah, and I'm going to be listening to a bunch of that this trip. So I got. A couple of Jericho interviews to listen to. I've got a Bruce Pritchard a couple shows to listen to. I'm ready to go. I've got my six-hour drive playing. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm about two weeks behind on podcasts. I've, everything, one of my phone updates, it's yeah. like all these new shows. I'm like, I can, you know. Mm-hmm. At this point, the ones that are not interviews, they're like show highlights. Yeah. They're just too old to listen to. That's I true. Want, I don't want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Like, Austin does that a lot with his podcasts, where he'll do like reviews and like pre i don't like austin's preview shows i like his review shows yeah his review shows are good his interviews when he's not interviewing ted fowler or some mma guy because i'm not into mma um are pretty good you hate ted fowler it's just boring like i don't (laughs) want to hear about hunting and yeah you know this this and that and hershey the wonder dog and (laughs) and the rat trap and bullshit and all that i don't i don't care yeah um but taz i don't know if you listen to taz show but his show is just pretty much a uh, review of Mm -hmm. of the shows a lot of people, 
I'm finding in some podcasts for post shows are all, I mentioned in the beginning, we're all kind of bitching about estimating being way too long. I guess that's the other thing, too. They complain a lot about what's wrong with it and yeah. what they should be doing and what worked. And, and Taz even goes, I was like, yeah, back in my day, you know, Heyman had me a go against uh, Sabu and we never touched. We never touched. So that was this whole thing for six months that mm-hmm. Goldberg and Brock shouldn't be touching or seen in the ring. But I don't know. It's just annoying when people different are kind of shitty it's, about it's it. It's just different. Like yeah. they're not building toward pay-per-view buys. They're building you. They need people to watch every week to buy, to want to buy the network. Yeah. So if people don't touch. Like oh, this is boring. I don't care about this. I get it. If you're building to, I want to pay to see these guys finally fight. No one's paying anymore, so it's different. Yeah. And once people, I think, realize that and just watch it for what it is, you know. They'll enjoy it more. Like I've said before, like of course there's stuff that I don't like, and of course there's stuff that you don't like, but there's plenty of shows you can listen to where people talk about what's wrong with everything. We'll try to, to keep it positive, a positive <laughs> pro wrestling podcast. There were some things, obviously I flip through and read what people say, and I follow other pages and groups on Facebook. And, you know, one was, you know, complaining about the Randy Orton getting the title. You know, it should have been this person, should have been that person. You know, who should have been the one that retired Taker? And there's like all these other guesses, not Roman. This, it's like, no one's just going with it. Yeah, but they're still watching, right? Oh, yeah. No, right. they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, although there was one guy, he's, I don't know if you follow him on uh, Facebook, it's Fackin' Bullshit, whatever he is. Uh-huh. He posts all this stuff. And I think after. Two shows ago, Fastlane, yeah, Fastlane. He's like, "Fuck this." He's like, "I'm not like an admin coming out." And he's like, being personal. He's like, "Fuck this." I'm canceling my subscription. Uh-huh. You know, Goldberg shouldn't have beat Owens. And then he said he canceled, but he was doing some like live show stuff live, for yeah. WrestleMania. Wonder maybe he paid it for it on pay per view. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, NXT's coming to Chicago in May. Yeah, you gonna check that out? Maybe. Probably not. No, not your thing. You'd rather watch it at home. No, I'd rather make decisions when I feel better to actually start going yeah. further and further away from home. Right. Because sometimes I don't feel good and I don't want to buy tickets and then three months come up and like I don't really feel good. Yeah, I'm going to kind of wait to see what the card is announced. Um, I'm also going to wait because Backlash is the next night here in Chicago. Just because of after the draft, like, I don't know, like, if Nakamura is going to be there, I'll probably go. I've never seen yeah. him. But I don't think the NXT show is going to sell out right away. Uh, because it's the Allstate Arena this year. Last year was at the Portage Theater, which was at like a thousand seater. This is a fifteen thousand seater, so big difference, yeah. right? I think they'll sell everything on their like selling from the ground up. I don't yeah. think they're going to sell. There's the, nothing of the, you can't even buy upper deck tickets right okay, now. Okay, good. So I think they're kind of like that's kind of their strategy. Is if yeah. we sell off the lower, then we'll you know get for the the yeah. top. Because I went to the um, United Center years and years ago to see Dean Cook. Got him super cheap. I go there. I'm in the nosebleeds, and for. 35 rows in front of me there's hardly one person sitting so we just mm-hmm. walked up as close as we could so i'm hoping that's how nxt is doing where they're not selling the nosebleeds so do you say that so th- this is not wrestling related at all but it's kind of fun uh this past last week was my wife's birthday and i kind of surprised her we went downtown we to the city went to a restaurant and i surprised her with bringing her to a show called rain a tribute to the beatles mm-hmm. it was a broadway in chicago show it was a really awesome show um but basically, the only they only had enough tickets sold to fill out the orchestra level. I had bought in uh, box seats, like a little private lodge box. It was literally just two seats, just her and I, like not a part of everything. So we get there, they're like, "Oh, you're being upgraded to orchestra row X." I'm like, mm, "That's not an upgrade. Like, I don't want to sit in the back of the orchestra. I'd rather sit where I want." Yeah. So I go to the house manager. I'm like, "Hey, you know, I don't. I want to sit here. These are the seats I bought, and like they cost the same as the one down there." 
So they're like, okay, the shoe's cool. She's like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, well, you can go up there. And then I kind of realized, wait a minute, the people that bought like the $30 crappy balcony top seats got yeah. upgraded for free. It's like, that's BS. So I emailed Broadway in Chicago, <laughs> kind of like saying that's not fair. And they were totally cool. Like, totally understand the house decided to move people up based on ticket sales. I'll send you a voucher to a future show for free. Two oh, vouchers. That's awesome. Yeah, so it, they took care of me, which was cool. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, so. Check out Jersey Boys. That's a good one. I did. I've seen it already. Okay. They've got a bunch of stuff coming up. They've got Wicked, and we're talking about fake on the stage, <laughs> fake in the ring. Right. All that stuff. Let's let's wrap up here. You got anything else? Any final? No, that's any, it. WrestleMania thoughts? Any WrestleMania weekend thoughts? Anything at all? No. Had uh, a good time. I'm burnt. <laughs> I like watching the uh, live reaction videos, of, like live reactions of the Hardys coming back. That's I watched li- cool. probably an hour of live reactions. Oh, yeah. And I, dude, I don't know how you feel about the Hardys, but I cried. Yeah. Because I really got into their broken gimmick. I know you didn't like it and thought it was kind of stupid at first. Maybe you like it now, but. Well, it doesn't I, seem like they're doing the broken gimmick no, anymore. No, no, but I loved it. And just to have them come out and just the anticipation that the fans have, like expecting the broken Hardys or not knowing what Hardys they're going to get. And when that, the Hardy, I don't even know the name of the song, when that music drops, oh my God, the crowd goes fucking nuts. Yeah. And then there's a bar, um, what do they call that? Bar? The, the, uh, the cord? No, what you're talking about, the videos, like the reaction yeah. videos. Yeah. And the bar, like, holy shit, uh-huh. holy shit, holy shit. Just everything is so loud. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was at every single place <laughs> that these guys were at, because it was amazing. We At my party, we were all kind of watching it, being like, is it going to be the Hardys? Is it going to be? Because we're like, oh, it's probably a new day. Because, you know, my friend Pat, he's like, nope, it's going to be terrible. Everything's terrible. And they're like, holy shit, they did something we wanted. <laughs> and we talked about it before. I think I was talking last week with Jeff uh, about how there's always surprises every year at WrestleMania. There's always something. Yeah. And they're sure would, that was the Hardys. That was the big surprise. And did, I don't know if you heard this story. So Meltzer was on his show talking about a fun little story about how the Hardys got to WrestleMania Day because no one knew they were there. There was kind of rumors that they had signed, but I think everyone just kind of assumed they'd be on Raw the next night. That's what I assumed. Yeah. So they had done a match with the Young Bucks at the Ring of Honor ladder match the night before. The night before. So they get to their hotel, and Jeff Hardy and Matt, this was during WrestleMania, they got to their hotel right when WrestleMania started. And they were kind of signing autographs for fans and stuff and people in the hotel, and Jeff was like, Man, I'm so beat up. You know, I just, just got to get to my room and go to sleep. I'll see you guys. You know, we'll see you later. I, I got to get some sleep. So they went to the rooms yeah. and they got into a private car and got to the, the stadium. Yeah. There was a, I don't know if you follow Rebby Hardy, uh, Matt Hardy's wife on mm-hmm. Twitter. After they won the title, she posted a picture of uh, little Maxwell, baby Maxwell Hardy. Yeah. In, you know, wrestling gear and grabbing the titles. Last week or 10 days ago, she posted like, like, uh, half of that picture so all you saw was like baby feet climbing up a ladder oh yeah so they knew they were going to go and they knew they were going to win the titles uh-huh you know what i mean i'm sure they know what's going to happen <laughs> but as a fan it was just so exciting fun fun stuff yeah all right guys we're going to wrap up the show for this week thank you for listening uh next week like i said we're just going to do fun wrestling stories anything you have from meeting a wrestler to hey this is cool when i found this videotape i was looking for or this t-shirt or meeting someone with red wrestling so i'll start thinking about that this week eric uh, everybody wants to follow us on twitter shoes oh, i'm just going over the place false on twitter at ppw podcast you can send us an email you want if you want to ppw podcast at gmail.com we're on soundcloud positively pro wrestling podcast itunes positively pro wrestling podcast uh stitcher positively pro wrestling podcast all that stuff all of your favorite podcast app 
And, yeah, thanks for coming out, Eric, for finishing this show up for this week. Missed you for the last couple of weeks. Actually, yeah. just one week, but it felt like a couple felt weeks. felt like two weeks. It did. About ten days, right? Yeah, well, because you didn't come to the pay-per-view party like you normally do. Yeah, that's true. You missed a fun time. You missed, missed a fun time. Missed lots of <laughs> lots of food, lots of drinks. Uh, my aunt made me a WWE cake. Oh, yeah? That <laughs> yeah. must have been nice. Yeah, it like, got a logo on it. <laughs> so fun stuff, guys. All right, uh, we're going to wrap the show. Thanks for listening, All right, thank guys. You. We will see you next week. It's not a free time for me.